Hello everyone, welcome to Dave, JP, and the Dog Show. This is going to be a discussion today about journalism. Journalism is dead 2020, so we will be bringing you more broadcast in the future. You guys check them out. We hope to uh, encourage you to listen to every show that we offer. We're hoping to build a fan base. You're going to get some good information, some good talk, exciting talk. I got two of my uh, very good friends as my co-host, Dave and the dog here. And again, the discussion today is going to be on journalism, the ethics of journalism, how journalism has failed us. It has failed you. It has failed me. It has failed society. It has become biased. It has become unfriendly. And we're going to go down that road and explore as to why that is. So, gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing well, doing well. Dave, how you doing today? I'm doing absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Listen to that, everybody. Absolutely incredible. So, journalism. Big word. Ethically, it is supposed to be the standard, the barrier, the arbiter of truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve to know it. We deserve a story that does not is not filled with a bunch of biasness and filled with a bunch of analysis and guesses and what we believe. And it's supposed to be about facts. Here's the facts. Here's the story. The reader makes up a decision. You guys disagree with that? Absolutely not. I totally agree with you on that. I think, uh, you know, what I have here right now in front of me is Okay, so this is going to be something that, according to the sources you're looking at right now, this is supposed to be what journalism, really the foundation of it is supposed to be. Uh, report the truth. 
Yeah, that's a lot of information to cover there. So yeah. seek truth yeah. and report. So the question is, has always been, well, has journalism, from what we know, all of us here grew up, 1980s mainly is probably what we remember the most about, uh, you know, probably the most vivid memories that we've had of our, of our uh, childhood or we started really remembering things. And to be quite honest, I don't remember journalism ever being so bias. Now, to be fair, is it fair to say that the aspect of, of social media and 24-hour news that you get on cable, and that includes all news sources, not just CNN, MSNBC, it includes Fox as well, but you could say that up until probably around the early 1990s, you really only had certain sources of information for the news, and it was mainly the newspaper. I mean, you had your evening news, 
and you had, you know, CNN had, had already been around, but the social media influence, which is why I really think journalism is really dead now, that to me has been the culprit of, of the biasness of the news. Because look, if you're a, for example, Yahoo, I think the other day, Dave, you were saying about Yahoo, and that you, this is the first time you've noticed Yahoo being biased. Fix is in. There's no doubt the fit. There's no doubt the fix is in. The, the fix is in. I mean, if you look at social media in general, and this is the other thing to remember 93%, right? And this is the thing, though. I got to probably find out what that source is because that is a, a, a statistic that I've been hearing for a while. Where that comes from, I don't know. But 93% of news sources, 93% of news sources, are really biased against the president. Which, honestly, if you do go to Yahoo and you do go to MSNBC and you do go to these websites and you go to social media. It would it would make sense that it is. I, I definitely don't see mainstream media in the uh, the business of trying to make news and or politics, I should say, fair and balanced. That's for sure. Right. right. So why? I, I I understand this, but why? What? That's the, the big question mark. Is why are they so leaning one way or the other? Yeah. I think that's a great question. I think it is too because news is supposed to be unbiased. When you go to their website and you type in the question, which news sources are left-leaning, which news sources are right-leaning, you can go on internet and see all these sites that proclaim that certain news sources are right and left-leaning. So like CNN as an example is right-leaning or left-leaning, I'm sorry, and Fox is right-leaning. Well, they shouldn't be like that. They need to be unbiased in the middle on everything. They need to be calling everyone out, not just one side or the other. Or, you know, there's also the, well, we just simply won't report on one side or the other. That's definitely against the code of ethics, too. Yeah, you when you're having something that's really affecting this country, you're supposed to be reporting on that. And it's supposed to be unbiased. Oh, well, you know, we're part of the left, so we're not going to report on that. Or we're part of the right, so we're not going to report on that. You cannot do that. It has to be unbiased information, unbiased published uh, material. That's the way journalism is supposed to be. Well, the question really, too, I think would be, you know, historically, has the news been what you would say is left-leaning? 
have, have they have they always in a way been more progressive and where but where did that really begin you know if you think about world war ii and you think about the press then that was a whole different time patriotism love of country right uh i doubt were they reporting on the fact that uh they they had japanese imprisonment camps in the united states was patriot you know was it you know we're not going to report on that because that would water down the sense of patriotism in the country which to be fair as journalists maybe that was something they should have reported on so maybe you know at that point it was because of the emotion of what was going on in the world and the you know the fact that we we need to get behind a a cause and that might have been why they didn't report on that but you know this is the other thing too right roosevelt was a democrat and he is the one that approved those japanese imprisonment this is something that of course your average high school student is not going to know about uh politics especially liberal politics well then and then we advanced in the later years like during the 60s the media has always been in question now this is before social media um you have people like malcolm x who questioned the media he was a major civil rights leader during that time and he often butted heads with martin luther king jr whose uh, big message was a peace and love and just to do everything peacefully he often clashed with him but malcolm x said it very plainly Yeah, you never, yeah, yeah, you never really, you know, especially with young people. Young people were always the ones that questioned authority. They questioned the press. It's absolutely amazing that in 2020, they believe what they read on social media without even really trying to dig deep. Look, the other night, for example, or last night's debate was a perfect example. Immigration came up. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, throws out what you would expect, children in cages. And Trump, rightfully so, said, look, who built those cages? Those cages were built in 2014. But if you talk to your average millennial, they're going to say that Trump built the cages. So journalism right there has absolutely failed to do its job. Because they, when they reported the children in cages, they were showing pictures from 2014. Immigrants been held in internment camps 
regardless of whether they're confined in a cage or not, they're still in prison. And so why is it that everyone makes a huge deal about it now? We have all these social warriors, all these people proclaiming that they care about people and love people and how sad it is. And yeah, it is sad. But why haven't they always been complaining about it? There's been some groups that complain about it. It's been in the news before. CNN published several uh, news articles against the internment camp decades ago. But they don't get a lot of attention. But now suddenly they're like one of the in the forefront of attention. Right. Well, and that's it. If, if you really care about people, why aren't you caring about people all the time? Why right. just now are you doing Yeah. Well, that B dog, I, I think it isn't. That, I mean, that's a great question. I think it's more so that it isn't that they don't care about them, it's just that the narrative now, more so than ever, is, is that and anything that is going to support the, the cause of what they're, they're doing is, is going to be what they're going to report on, you know? So, the fix has been in. The fix has been in on this for years. It, this is a movement that has started with our education. Look, we have a problem, guys. We have a problem moving forward. Seventy percent. This was a poll done by the Wall Street Journal. Seventy percent of millennials believe that communism is a good thing. Only thirty percent actually believe in a, a capitalism system of economics. That tells you right there that growing up as they go through the education system, this is what they're being taught. So if you really want to corrupt the minds of people, young people, well, you start there, right? And I can see how it would spill over into the journalism world. I mean, look, look, we got Black Lives Matter going on. We've got this, these social justice warrior causes going on. And what are they really all about, right? Statistically, if you were to report journalism accurately and fairly, statistically, the outcomes, the interactions with police officers are positive overwhelmingly. We're a nation of 330 million people. Millions of interactions every single day with law enforcement. Bad things are bound to happen. And when it does, the media will take that one incident and they will exaggerate it to no end to make it sound like as if it's a, a nationwide problem when it's really that particular incident right there. That doesn't mean that that incident doesn't deserve attention and it doesn't deserve focus and it doesn't deserve to be a story. But instead of just saying, hey, this is what happened on this particular day, this incident here, they make it sound as if it happens every single hour of every single day. And that is another reason why, why journalism is more about sensationalism than it is about reporting the truth. Yeah, and that kind of brings me into this next set of bullet points um, under the main category, minimize harm, where it specifically says, ethical journalism treats sources, subjects, colleagues, and members of the public as human beings deserving of respect. Balance the public's need for information against potential harm or discomfort. Pursuit of the news is not a license 
for arrogance or undue intrusiveness. Show compassion for those who may be affected by news coverage. Use heightened sensitivity when dealing with juveniles, victims of sex crimes, and sources or subjects who are inexperienced or unable to give consent. Consider cultural differences in approach and treatment. Recognize that legal access to information differs from an ethical justification to publish or broadcast. Realize that private people, private people, have a greater right to control information about themselves than public figures and others who seek power, influence, or attention. Weigh the consequences of publishing or broadcasting personal information. Avoid pandering to lurid curiosity, even if others do. Balance the suspect's right to a fair trial with the public's right to know. Consider the implications of identifying criminal suspects before they face legal charges. Consider the long-term implications I mean, and one of the things to remember, one of the things to remember, because a lot of times, and all of us know and have people that we're friends with and that we know personally, and they often, uh, I have a friend that refers to Fox News as fixed news. He's so obsessed with Fox News and will say as if they are the only liars in media. Why? Because it doesn't fit his narrative. That's the only reason why. But I think we got to remember the thing about conservative radio, conservative radio does have a very interesting history. Because really, if you think about it, the rise of conservative, you know, the Rush Limbaugh's of the world, the Glenn Beck's of the world, Fox News, right, Sean Hannity, those guys, Michael Savage, you can name a ton of uh, conservative talk radio show hosts. The rise of them has to do with the fact that for years, conservatives felt like they had no voice in media. And you have to remember that prior to Rush Limbaugh, we did have something in this country called the Fairness Act. Don't know if you guys have heard of it or not. But the, it, have you guys heard of the Fairness Act? Yeah. You have? Okay, yeah. The, Dave, Dave has heard of it, yeah. So, so you know what I'm talking about then. You know the fact that with the Fairness Act, with public radio, it was designed to be 50-50. You really couldn't go in a direction of promoting one side of an issue. Well, I mean, look at PBS, PBS and NPR. Those are publicly funded news sources. And they don't report the news balanced and fairly. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, for years, conservatives didn't feel like they had a voice. 
all of a sudden they get one. They get one with Rush Limbaugh. They get one with Fox News. And it's funny because if you look at the overwhelmed dominance still of media, at least on uh, TV and the internet, it's still overwhelmingly liberal. Now, with that being said, on radio, which it's amazing that in 2020, that AM talk radio still does as well as it does. It's quite incredible. the, The fact, because that is the only place conservatives really feel like they can go to express their views and hear their viewpoints. And I think that's why you have such a divide because of the fact that for years, only one side of an issue was being presented. their sources if they're in danger, which we read earlier. But 
have to know that what you're reporting is fact to the extent of your knowledge. So you have to give as much information as possible, because if you don't, that can be considered slander. Um, it could be, you know, it's definitely hurting somebody if you report something that you don't know may or may not actually be true or not. And if you're, you know, and if you know that your sources are absolutely true, then at least, if you're not going to expose the source, at least show the documentation that they provided. And we're seeing a, lot, a big lack of that in the reporting right now. Absolutely. That is it for today's show. We want everybody to please join us every week for the Dave, J, JP, and the Dog Show. And we will see you on the flip side.